And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Holy hell, has it been a week of fighting from 1FC to the PFL to the UFC and with all of the things happening in between, we are lucky enough to have a new edition of the Weighing In Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I hope you will enjoy it because we got a lot to talk about. Joshua Thompson, you are in Las Vegas where there was fights tonight and it's hot tonight. So talk to me. Are you going to sweat through this one or are you keeping cool? Well, I had to turn the AC off in here because the AC is so loud in my room that we don't want to hit that noise. So, But uh, it's 101 degrees here, I believe, is what it said when I got off the airplane around 7 o'clock because my flight was two hours delayed. And uh, you guys are probably having to deal through like a little bit of an echo, and I apologize. But this is the best we could do in a hotel setup. I'd love to actually post a picture of what we're doing right here. I've got a lamp <laughs> laying down on its side. So. <laughs> I get a little more light on my face. I've got the microphone set up. This is the first time that we've um, that I've actually had a full setup. I, mean, I know we did it like what a couple weeks back when I was in Tahoe, but I know we did a it was a, it was a makeshift like one. We had Zoom and this and that, but this time we've got the full setup with our with our uh, all of our real audio stuff. And it's what a pain in the ass it is to set up, John. I just want to set it up. Just leave it that way. Was a pain. Um, all right, well, let's get into it, man. Let's talk about these fights. I mean, like, look, one. Um, what, what did you think of one? Let's. Talk, I want to go. Listen, you want to talk about Eddie right off the bat, or because it was probably to me, it was one of the biggest barn burners of the weekend. Obviously, um, what did you think? I going in, you know, I knew that Yoon is very good. He's really long and he's very good, and he he wears his opponents out by them trying to take him down. And they can't, or he pops on. He, they take him to the ground. He pops right back up. So I knew it was going to be a tough fight for Eddie. I would have thought that Eddie was going to win the fight overall. I thought just the more experience. But you know, you looked great. Eddie looked great. It was a great fight. Eddie got rocked in that first round, and it happens almost in every Eddie Alvarez fight. Man, there's a certain point. Usually in the beginning, he gets hit. He gets rocked. He survives and he comes on and fights well throughout the rest of the fight. That happened. Uh, I thought the, the the length and the size of Yoon as far as his height caused Eddie a little bit of problems in there. He was lunging in a lot. A lot of lunging attacks going after him then trying to get into the takedowns. He was definitely in shape. You know, you, you figure that he had that fight you know, that ended up being now a no contest and he came back very fast, like three weeks later. But obviously he was in shape for that first. He kept that fitness up, which is not always easy to do because you hit those peaks and those valleys, even though you've been training, you know, you're trying to peak for that fight. But he came out, put on a hell of a performance. You know, one uh, judges the fight on a whole fight basis. And so they give a lot of credit to that one portion where, you know, you ended up hurting Eddie and putting him down. Eddie won more minutes of the fight. You won the bigger elements of the fight. So he ended up getting the, uh, the decision, but it was a great fight. It really was back and forth. I thought Eddie fought, you know, just a tough ass fight. I thought you looked great, did exactly what he does with, you know, just about every opponent. So it was, it was definitely the best fight that I think I've seen, uh, out of one FC so far on their TNT stint. 
Yeah, yeah, I would say definitely probably one of the best fights I've seen on their TNT stint so far. Um, the thing with Eddie, though, is, like you said, he always takes shots, and he'll take a shot, and he'll get dropped, but he always finds a way to come back and get the win. And um, and whether it was – I know he didn't get the win this time around, but then it really just comes down to, like you said, how they judge the fight. Who did yeah. the most damage? They, ju they judge the fight in the entirety. I think what, what they really judged it based off of was the fact that he never really got solid take downs and he spent a lot of time trying to get them and never got them yeah i mean you just look i when someone's going for a takedown as long as they're working for it it's an even stint in the fight for me yeah. unless and there was times when Yoon was cracking him with elbows coming off to the side hitting the head with elbows you saw eddie adjust and there was a shift in the fight when you saw eddie finally taking his head and putting it in a different position on the takedown attempts using his head to steer you know, the head of Yoon to give him some problems with it. He would then shoot back down. He got the takedowns, but I thought Rich Franklin calls it right. That's not a takedown. His butt hits the ground and he's popping right back up. It's just a change of position. And so, you know, with the way that one does, you know, they're judging as far as it's, you're judging the 15 minutes as a whole, and they give a lot of priority to damage, which is the right way to look at a fight, even though you can do it even with the, the round system, I had no problem with Yoon winning. Obviously, I was kind of rooting for Eddie, but it, it was just a good, good, solid fight by both guys. Yeah, I, I just want to see Eddie get a, a good, solid win, though, over there. That's my thing. <laughs> he's been hurt. He's been damaged. He's been he's put on he's put on some good fights, but he just hasn't hasn't come out on the winning end yet. You know what I mean? The one win in the middle there, I believe, right? Yeah, he had, he had a he had the win against. I mean, he had a win um, after after he lost to uh, Nasukin. He had a win in the middle there. Who was it against? Yeah, he lost to Timothy. Then he beat uh, uh, Edward Full Young. Full Young, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So I want to see him get. I want to see him be. I want to see him get the wins. That's I really I, honestly. I love watching Eddie fight. I love everything about watching him fight. He's he's a little. You know he like. He just takes shots, and that's what scares me because he goes down all the time. And he's—I know he fights his way back. He does, and he's a—he's a free—he's a, a fucking dog. That's oh, really no what comes down. To. He's a dog. He's a junkyard dog. Man. Yeah, and speaking of full along, he fought also against Shinya Oki and uh, Armbar. Yeah, and Shinya just looked nasty good on top. Once he got to the top position, it was all over. It was just—but was... but you knew that if that fight hit the ground, you go, look, that's Shinya's world, and. Timothy is not, I mean, I'm sorry, Edward is not great on the ground. He's a tough stand-up guy, but he's not, he's not, he doesn't have the ground game to stay with Shinya, but Shinya doesn't have the chin to stay with Edward in the stand-up. So no, no. you knew if that, if that fight stayed in the stand-up, Edward's going to win. If it goes to the ground, Shinya is going to win. It went to the ground, and that's why Shinya got, got it to his world. That's the way of MMA. Yeah, very true. Uh, well, um, okay, well, let's talk about the main event first because we want to get into a little bit of the drama into the other <laughs> fight that's on there. But uh, Ong Long Nassong from uh, Sanford MMA out there with Henry Huff and those guys, he just couldn't stuff a takedown. Oh, my God. I'll tell you, well, first off, let's, let's give credit where credit is due. And De Ritter was fantastic because he was in shape. He fucking... He had some beautiful transitions, Josh. You have to take a look at what he was doing on the ground at times. Mm -hmm. It was just poetry in motion at times when he was allowing 
you know, Ang Lasong to, to move within him, and he was letting him flow, and he was trapping him where he wanted. He just couldn't get that submission to work, which, you know, just goes yeah. to the, the credit of what, you know, Song was doing as far as his training and getting ready for him. But that's his second loss in a row to him. It went the five rounds, but no doubt that, you know, Rainier de Ritter, he won that. That's two titles in one. He looked fantastic. Now he's calling out Brandon Vera. I'll tell you what, if he gets Brandon to the ground, Brandon's in a world of hurt. That some bitch can roll. Now, yeah. Br- Brandon can well, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon can Yeah. Yeah, Brandon, uh, Brandon Vera's got a fight coming up, though, as well. So he's yeah. defending his title here shortly. But, I mean, with all along, he just needs to – He need, I'm surprised out of that camp that he was not able to stuff a couple of those takedowns. He's, for the very From the beginning of the fight, he was struggling the whole time to stuff takedowns. Yeah, well, and, and then, you look let, – let's, let's be honest. It, if you're, if you're going to say something about DeRitter, his wrestling is not really that good. His, his level oh. change is not sharp. He, now, once he gets into the clinch, that's different. But when he was taking, you know, some of his shots from the outside, you know, he's bending at the waist and his knees, his legs are straight. And it's like, oh, that's ugly. But he got in there and he got it done. So, you know. A little bit of that Ben Asker, like once Ben locks his fingers, he's getting the tape. Yep. It was kind of like that. It was like it wasn't, it didn't look good getting in. But once he got in, it was able to get the finish. Once he got in, it was like, holy shit, he's Velcro. You can't get him off. Well, the Ritter coming up from 185, being the champ at 185, now being the 205-pound champ, now talking about fighting at heavyweight. I mean, it lets you know. I mean, the kid's obviously very good, and he's uh, very confident in, in his abilities. But, I mean, with Brandon, uh, Brandon Vera, he's, he's, I, they feel like Brandon's really good on the ground, though. And, I mean, he's good on the ground. He's good off of his back. He's got, he's got good top control, but he likes to stand. He likes to use his kicks. Brandon Vera does. So mm-hmm. if Ritter can get him down and put some work on him, I mean, Brandon does tend to slow down, though, as the fight goes on. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. I, I've known Brandon a long time. De Ritter has got a ground game that very few guys are going to be able to stay with him. That guy's, his jiu-jitsu is fucking legit. You know who he reminds me it's of? good. Who's that? John Salter. Yeah, very much. Reminds me very of John much. Salter. Yeah. Because yeah. and it's a different style of jujitsu. It's got you know just a little variance that is his flair, the way he does it. But you know he he dominated that fight, and he dominated against a guy that I thought is a very good fighter. Yeah, he's got a lot of losses, and I know that. But he's a tough dude, and he fights, yeah. and he he fought his ass off in it. He just for the most part just got manhandled by a guy on the ground that just was a step above. Got it. Um, all right, well, let's get into a little bit of the drama that happened on one. Uh, all right, let's do it. Kane versus uh, Grishenko. Yeah. When you rug, know, rug. I was just, it went, went through my mind was LeBron James and soccer players. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's all that went through my mind. Was, I, it was unbelievable to watch. I'd never Are seen you? anything like happen, anything like this happen in our sport before. Josh, yeah. are you saying that he faked it? No, I'm saying he. I'm not saying he faked it. I'm saying that he flopped. In other words, not only did he fake it, he fucking faked it. He flopped so bad; it was so embarrassing to watch. Okay, why do you? The, wh- it was in your opinion, throw a man do that. In your opinion, why? Why would he do that though? Because he's weak-minded. Okay. Because he's, he's getting weak. beat. Yeah, he's weak-minded. He tired. Even if he wasn't. Even if he wasn't being beat, like. 
it doesn't matter. You never do that. I just, I don't understand it. I don't, I, like, in fighting, why would you, like, if you're supposed to be a fighter, why would you do that? Like, it, I've never met a fighter that has, has done that. I know fighters have taken, like, they've taken a cup shot and, like, taken the way out. I mean, let's talk about Aljo. Aljo, I mean, Aljo took a solid knee. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. No doubt okay. about it. And, and, and we could talk about it all day long. This guy didn't even get hit. Grabbed his throat and fell to the ground. Fight was over. Done. Well, like, he got hit. No, no, it, no. The replay showed it didn't hit him. It not missed at him. all. No, no it, not it at touched all, him. It didn't even touch him. <laughs> he fucking grabbed his throat like, like he got hit. Bro, it didn't even hit him. He flopped on the ground. That was it in a fight. Do, do do these people forget that we have replay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, here here was the question because I had everyone blowing me up. It's like, hey, what, why why did they give the the guy the the fight the win? It's like, what are you doing? It's like. Oh, because the uh, referee named Olivier Cost did the right thing. Way to go, Olivier. Congratulations. Someone that gets it right, man. You have somebody. It's at the end of the bell. All right. Those guys both threw Josh. Both of them threw it yeah. exactly the same time. All right. You can't expect that the fighter is going to be able to stop when the bell goes off. No. They're throwing. The referee is supposed to come in between them. That's what gives them that signal that the round's over. So the, the actual punch, whether it landed or not, is legal. Yeah, It's a legal shot. Second, people are saying, you can't hit the throat. Bullshit. Happens all the fucking time. What you can't do is expose the throat. I can't have you, we'll say, up against the cage or on the ground and take and push your chin away to open up the throat and then attack it. That's what's illegal. See, I didn't know that. In the stand-up, if you guys are in the stand-up and we're winging and one of your punches hits me to the throat, too fucking bad. That's a legal shot. Wow. That is not what the rule covers. So both the punch being thrown and where it supposedly land, both were legal. And when, you know, Rug Rug or Omar Khan ends up going down to the ground, doesn't matter that it's the end of the round. You can't get up. That fight's over. TKO victory for Kirill. Very nice job. The referee did it right. Like, I, I was just thinking five minutes or if like a recovery time, whatever it was. Why? There was no foul. No, I'm saying that I always thought the rule was because there was you're not allowed to strike to the throat. So you're, you're not allowed to expose the throat to strike at. Well, that's what we, you just clarified that for me. There you go. I never, that's what I'm here for, brother. Uh, clarification. It's all about the clarification. All right. Well, that was on Wednesday night. That was on Wednesday night for TN from 1FC. And then uh, PFL was on Thursday night this time instead of Friday night like it was the week before. Sir. Uh, what do you think? What was your take? <laughs> well, I was disappointed that a lot of the fights that were supposed to happen didn't happen that was one of the things yeah which that's not the pfl's fault that happens that's no. just fighting that's... we're going through that right now with bellator hell yes baby but um you know there was a couple of fights in there that i thought were uh not you know nice as far as the uh, display i thought caesar fahea goddamn big time uh knockout that was a nice uh quick fight for him I thought that the uh, the submission by uh, I know it's shoe face I think I said horse face last time big air 
<laughs> but it's Shoeface. <laughs> oh, I hate that name. It's just bad because he's a uh, nice guy. But Antonio Carlos Jr., you know, by uh, being able to get the guillotine choke on Tom Lawler. Tom's a tough veteran, but yeah, slowing down. But that's that's a good win for him coming in there. I thought that um, Kamozi against uh, Sorty was really a good fight. Sorty started to have problems in a certain part of it, but you know, he got the win by decision. Uh, Ray Cooper looked freaking like an animal, vicious, <laughs> just vicious. He's strong. He just just dominated him as far as just this. The, the way he got that submission was, it you know, nice job, but he just like, here, do anything you want to stop this. You're not going to be able to. And he just like, just folded him where he wanted, squeezed. I was like, just showed that he was just physically stronger. So Yeah, Ray is just a fucking animal, man. He I, is. Like, he's just an animal. I, like, his dad was, like, his dad was a savage, but his dad didn't, his dad didn't have any submissions. No. So well, that's the thing with Ray, though. He'll knock you out, and now we're seeing like he's developing his ground game as well. That's good. Makes him scary. You know, um, but realistically, like I want to get into right right away to Roy McDonald. To me, it was very impressive what he did, and not only what he did, was the fact that, like, look, it's very hard to make your appearance in a new promotion and with all the hype around it, being the main event, and sure, he's fought on the biggest stages all around, you know, all around the world. That's not the. That's not what I'm trying to get at. If you guys have not left from one pay promotion to the next, especially from one big promotion to the next big promotion to the next big promotion, there's a lot of pressure that goes along with every contract you sign. I've said this over and over again. The more money you get paid, normally he's probably making really good money going to PFL now that he left Bellator and then he left UFC. He's probably gotten paid more from leaving from the UFC than he got paid more to go to Bellator. Then he left Bellator and he probably got paid more to go to PFL. He's him. getting paid more to go from promotion to promotion. And there's a lot of pressure that comes along with that. It doesn't it doesn't wilt him at all. He's just he just sticks with what he knows and he knows he's good at what he can do. And he fought a very similar fight that he fought Paul Daly. Absolutely. Like, Why would I go out there and stand and bang with you when I don't need to? Let's get this over with and get you in and out of here. I thought it was a very smart fight. We had talked about this last week. Um or our last show about his fight IQ. And it's just, he's, he's brilliant. There's times where he gets, he's got big balls on him and he just gets into it, you know, but there's also times where he is the other way where he does this. And I think if he does, if he continues to do this against certain people, like he's going to have his work cut out for him when he fights Ray Cooper, you know, yeah. His Ray's takedown's gonna, not going to come that easy. Yeah, takedown's not going to come, and Ray Cooper's got the power, man. He's got them dogs. Everyone's talking about in the comment sections. They love that I was saying dogs again. Yeah, he's got them dogs in them hands, man, Ray Cooper does. So <clears throat> we've seen Ray Cooper finish, what, Jake Shields? Couldn't get a takedown. Got, got just just demolished, you know, from Ray Cooper's power. I mean, Roy is he's suspect not in terms of his chin, but his nose. His yes. nose is just not the same. I think he's got a plastic piece in there that holds his bridge together. And so it just it gets displaced every time he gets hit. I could be wrong, but I, I'd heard that he had he had like a fake, uh, like a plastic piece that gets put in there to hold his bridge together. Well, you got to so, figure if one thing you're looking at is two of, two of his biggest fights, you know, and the one that was uh, the second one being, you know, one of the best fights of all time. Ray Cooper very much is like a Robbie Lawler. Yeah, time power, hard to take down, tough as hell, doesn't stop, just sticks with what he does. So, 
you know, he's he's got Robbie Lawler standing there coming coming his way. So yeah, uh, I do I do think that you know and you know we said it when we talked about you know just the matchup going in. Look, Rory's got a huge advantage on the ground. You know, it's good. he takes the fight to the ground, he's gonna win that fight. If he stands up, yeah, Curtis has a chance of you know winning that fight. Why are you gonna be stupid? Just like you said, fight IQ. And it was the exact, you know, it was the exact almost remake of the Paul Daly fight. You know, when he went out there and he just took Paul. Why are you going to stand with Paul Daly? That's yeah. a stupid thing to do. The man's got power. He can strike. Take him to the ground. He he took Paul to the ground. Got him out of there with a rear naked choke pretty easy. Didn't, didn't take any damage. That's smart fighting. And that's what he did with Curtis Millinder. So, yeah, you know, I, I got to give credit. I don't think Roy even looked back at the Paul Daly fight probably for this thing. I think he looked at the Sabah Hamasi fight and was like, hey, Sabah was tired, was able to get takedowns on him and handle him on the ground, or at least control the position. What oh, do you yeah. think I would do to him? I mean, that's what I, if I was looking at, if I was Roy McDonald, I was looking to, at a game plan, I would have looked at Sabah Hamasi's game plan. Because Sabah Hamasi, sure, he's got, he's got powerful like takedowns, but they're not great. They're not technically sound. Like he power doubled a couple times. Yeah, he tackles you basically and gets you down. He's 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 strong as hell. As yes. is. And he's athletic. Yeah, he's very athletic. And when he got on top, he was able to do some work. He was able to control the position. Melinder had no way of getting up in that fight. Roy McDonald's just a different level in terms of on the ground, on the you know, in terms of control, submission positions. And we saw that against Paul Daly. And we saw it again here against Curtis Melinder. But I thought it was a great fight. Um, the fights were a little, yeah, like they were okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, they were okay. But uh, let's see, let's see. What did what, you think about the UFC tonight? I actually thought, you know, for the most part, there was some really good fights. You know, the the, the first fight of the night started it off. What they were banging, and then there was the, uh, God damn, you talk about Kai. That see, fight. I, I missed. You didn't it, see it. No. All right. My internet went out on the airplane. I was trying to come over, and my internet went out on the airplane. I do not agree with the decision they had, but it may be because I was rooting for Kai, and I wanted to see him win, so I'm not going to sit there. I'm, I'm having someone else watch it to see what they thought because, you know, one of the judges had it 30-27 for Kai, hmm. and the other two went 29-28 against him. I thought that he had won the fight. I thought he won it 29-28, but, you know, yeah. It was uh you want you but you would have been extremely proud of the way that he fought. Super yeah. smart, you know, just stay composed throughout the fight. It was a great fight. You know, TJ was tough as hell. He gave it everything he had. Kai was giving it everything he had. You know, there was in the first round, Kai was he's looking great, you know, just fighting beautifully and then ends up getting uh, hit with a shot that hurts him, then comes back and, and basically, you know, puts uh, TJ down with a shot. So just overall, great fight back and forth. You know, they were talking, in fact, uh, Paul uh, Felder was talking about, you know, that's fight of the year already. It oh, might good. be, man. It was good. It was a great fight. Good. I'm gonna have to actually tune in and watch. I'm I'm gonna go back and try to watch it. Then when I get back home, and we'll, I'll talk about it more. Well, one of one of what I ripped into him a lot after his last fight, just saying like, "Hey, you you gotta perform, man." He has. There's no doubt he has all that athletic ability to get there and to, and to be like a top contender. I can't. I'm not gonna say like a lot of people like to say he'll be a champion. No, I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna say that he has the ability to get to the top contender position. 
So the the thing is, he's just got to believe in himself and throw it. So I'm going to go back and watch it and make sure that I have something to say, <clears throat> you know, when we film in the middle of the week next week. Well, I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, he fought so much better, so much smarter. Good. He was composed. I give him credit for the fight that he had. I give his coaches uh, from Extreme Couture, Eric Nipsick, you did a great job with him. He fought beautifully. I think he won the fight. I thought TJ fought a really tough fight. I don't want to take anything from him. Fantastic job. Big heart. Kai Kamaka won that fight. Okay. I believe you. I believe you. I mean, who, who am I to argue with the guy who wrote the rules? <laughs> um, I, hate, I hate seeing a guy fight his ass off like that. And and I don't want either of them to, to lose. So you look at it. And there was there was one fight earlier where uh, you know, it ended up being a draw based upon you know, Ian Kutalaba and Dustin Jacoby. And it's like, there's, you know, Bisping says something, ah, oh, that's horrible. You never want to go. Of course you don't want to come away with a draw, but you don't want to come away with a loss either. And neither guy really deserved to lose. It was a tough that's fight. True. I'm sorry, but the fight to me that really stuck out was the, um, well, the Cody Stamen fight. So Stamen and yeah, against um, Marab. Yeah. Marab. That was a great fight. Great fight. But Co- Cody just didn't have, he just couldn't. He, it seemed like Marab was always one or two steps ahead. Every time Cody did something, like don't get me wrong, Cody had his moments. Oh sure, Cody Stamen had his moments. He was landing some clean shots. He, he just was never able to really get one or two steps ahead of Marab. Marab was always had. The, he already had the answer before Cody was getting there. Marab hit and, some some beautiful takedowns in that. Oh, it was nice. Just beautifully done. Well, and he, and his pace. Is just you. You gotta look and go. I tell you what, he holds a lot of muscle for for a bantamweight. It reminds me of Sean Shirk. Man, Sean Shirk was one fifty five. You know, and his build is very much like Sean's was. Yep. But man, I'll tell you what, he's got a fucking gas tank too. He goes and goes. The dude is tough as nails. He's got a freaking gas tank. He's his stand up has gotten so much better because he was landing some clean shots at times. You know. Yep. And uh, he's he's looking good. I, he called out, you know, some people. Uh, it's all right. I think you know he's there. He's he definitely belongs in the top ten, in my opinion. Oh, of course, of course. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about the uh, Kutalaba thing that happened at Wayans. <laughs> Mister Mister Dana White giving Sean I think a yeah, I think, big yeah, I think... fucking headache about all the shit that happened the week before. But yeah, Jeremy Dana, Stevens. Dana, where were you at, buddy? Where were you at? Why don't you just jump in there? Isn't that your job to be able to read those things before and know? <laughs> I don't want Mr. Dana White. Where you at? I don't want to put Dana on on blast or throw shade, at him, but it was just a, man. This is where you open your mouth and it just bites you in the ass, and it's like, yeah. yep, that's what happens, man. Because you can't tell. No, you never know what's going to happen, and it's impossible. And yeah, you can sit there and you, if you know there's heat, you can try to be in the middle. Anything can happen in that. It, it, that's the fight. It's on the fighter. It's not on the guy that's standing there, you know, be it Dana or Sean or, you know, Rich Chow or Scott Coker or Ray Seffo. Man, there's nothing you can do because you're not, you don't want to put your hands on them before. Yeah. And you're, you're, it is for the media and it is for the fans. What are you going to do? I wouldn't do that shit if Ray Seffo was standing between me. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Ray fucked both of us up because remember I'm fighting guys at 155. Ray fucked both of us up. Uh, dude. Funny. Um, I mean it's just funny because it just so happened that here it is like a week later and it's it happened to Dana. It was just it was just funny to see it. I know you and I were talking about it before. Exactly. We, before you we, look and you go, 
Well, as soon as he said it, and he said, you know, I, you know, Sean Shelby should have been. I was like, come on, Dana. Have you seen Sean Shelby the size of Sean? Dude, Shelby? I know Sean. Shelby. He's like, like fifty, soaking wet. <laughs> I was like, oh jeez. Did you see Dana take a big deep breath after that? Because oh, he, like, he knew. Oh, oh he took. A he deep knew. Breath. He, he, he scared just, himself, and he just looked like, ah, oh, shit. I I can't believe that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, be but, careful, man. Karma. Comes back and it bites you fast. I will say this: this guy named Giga. Oh yeah, Takazi. Oh man, He's Giga is, is on point. His I mean, like, you be someone you, like Cub Swanson. You be someone like Cub Swanson. You you do it like that. You're 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 talking. You're you're getting up into close next in line. Look, Giga was great when he was at glory kickboxing mm -hmm. he's he is sniper sharp man. He's, and he's got power you know people look at him because he's kind of you know he's he's real thin you that's know, exactly he's what i thought <laughs> he is your long lanky guy but he i mean he's got you know like no chest it's almost sunken in man he's got power i've seen him hit guys and they go oh ba -doink, you know and his kicks are fast the whole question with his, you know, coming into MMA as well, how's he going to do with his wrestling defense and his his uh, ability to defend himself on the ground? And he's done great. And come on, you know, people, if you've never been kicked to the liver like what happened to Cub Swanson, you don't know, and I don't want you to have to know because it sucks. And it's yeah. not, you know, it's just you, you feel it and you think, ow, that hurt and that's what's going through your mind and then all of a sudden your body starts just just seizing and you can't control your ability to just fold in and it's yeah. so rare to watch a guy be able to hold on to that and yep. so anybody's that's, gonna fold when they get hit like that it's that position of like it just it, it just de what, what's the word i'm looking for do you feel the not it doesn't decapitate you <laughs> no it debilitates you debilitates it god get it out debilitates you. there you go anyways oh um, horrible yeah big words <laughs> i'm not talking about the words being horrible the pain yeah. of that liver shot is horrible so i've been told a long time ago by a french kickboxer he was like a savant world champion anyways and and he had said like if you get kicked to the liver just you got to fight like just throw as many punches as you can at that moment because that's supposed to help you get your win back yeah, I don't know how true that is, because every time I've ever got kicked to the liver, I went right to my knees. Oh yes, thank you very much. <laughs> Brutal. I don't know if you could just keep punching through that shit, but oh, it was horrible, man. I'll take his word for it. He was a world champion in kickboxing. I'll tell you oh. what, he's he's a better person. I, I could keep, I could stay on my feet, but I can't. No, I can't throw. No, you you can't. It's horrible. So. It's it. No, no, thank you. And, Hard and you don't know until you know, man. It's one of those. It's like I, I think I could, I could, and then all of a sudden you get hit there, and it's like, uh, yeah, mother, <laughs> it's a bitch. But a he looked, he looked great. Uh, you know the other guy that looked really good. You got to give Sean Strickland at yeah. 185. Man, he looks good right now. Cause you know Jotko's good. He's a yeah. tough dude. And Sean Strickland. Just marched him down the entire nice and relaxed, calm, composed, heard him, didn't jump in too much. Just looked fantastic throughout that whole fight. 
Yeah, Strickland looked good. He was just pushing down, pushing pace, and just touching, 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 land hard shots. Touch, 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 land hard shots. I thought he just fought a good fight. Jocko had some good moments, but there was never a moment where he was like taking control over the fight. Yeah, it was a just a beauty. I mean, that's the second one, and you got to figure his last fight was against uh, Brendan Allen, and he made Brendan look bad. And we know yeah. Brendan's a good fighter. So right now, Sean Strickland, he's rolling. He's looking good. That motorcycle accident did him some good. <laughs> some rest. He probably realized how important it is to, to just be dedicated to what you're doing. Yeah. You know, sometimes those life-altering uh, experiences can make you uh, have a different perspective on life. All right. Did you see the Panero versus Marcos fight? No, I did, did not. That was right it. after the okay. Kamaka fight. No. Okay. First off, there was some just absolutely stellar judo throws being done in that fight just you talk about taking someone's momentum and going with it she threw random marcos on her head multiple times or you know just it was it was gorgeous to watch now the fight ended with a dq and it was an up kick to a grounded fighter because she was on her knees when she got kicked to the face can the referee do it? Yeah, it was in the first round. The referee can do it. And again, do you think that she actually meant to do that? Do you think she was aiming at that? You know, th this is the problem, Josh. Is It's like <laughs> you're looking at a fighter and thinking that they have to do everything perfect and it's just going to be that way. You know, it's like think about, you know, everybody out there. You're working at your job and you make a mistake and because you make the mistake, you're instantly fired. That's what the DQ is like. Yeah. You got to be smart with this. There's reasons for a DQ. When someone does something that is malicious or is outside of the rule set, you know, go back a long time ago. And I mean, it's a long time ago. Uh, there, Frank Mir at the time was kind of hot in the UFC. He had won a couple in a row. And then he fights Wes Sims. You remember Wes Sims? Yes, I do. About six he? foot ten. Yes. Came out of the hammer house, you know. Yeah. And Wes Sims is getting, you know, mauled by Frank, but Frank is not in shape for the fight because he felt like, oh, I'm gonna walk through this guy. Because Wes wasn't known as the greatest fighter, he's a tough guy, but not the greatest skill set. And Frank gets tired, and all of a sudden Wes gets up. And just decides, I think I'm just going to stomp your head. Yeah. <laughs> and just, okay, that's what a disqualification is meant for. When you have a technique that's done in the cage that is a thing that, you know, is happening all the time, someone being up or down, you know, in a position, that's not what disqualifications are meant for. And, and it's just, I felt bad, you know, for Randa because she didn't mean to do it. She had just gotten poked in the eye earlier. You didn't disqualify Panero for that. Yeah. You know, it's okay to get poked in the eye, but if you kick, that's different. It's just use common sense. I didn't see the fight because I was yeah. fucking the, the airplane uh, internet sucked that I paid for. <laughs> I'm so pissed. <laughs> I was so mad. You know what made me more mad? The dude next to me didn't even pay for the internet. And he, he, got was fucking, he was watching a basketball game on his fucking phone. I was so <laughs> mad. I was, oh, man. 
I was like, what? I tried I tried on the ESPN app. I tried on my DirecTV app because it was on e- like everything was on ESPN too. So I could watch it on my DirecTV app. Couldn't get it, either one of them to come up. I was pissed, man. Yeah, so the if you from the from the Thai girl, whoever the Thai girl. Oh, dude, is she fucking sharp? So I watched her fight, and then after that, it dropped off until I saw uh, uh, Stamen. Until I saw uh, Marab and Stamen fight. That was it. Yeah, I missed all the fights in the middle there. It sucked. Um, but yeah, she was good. She was tough. Like she had really good push kick. She was, I, she was beating up the legs. I have a question. Why are the girls not kicking the calves as much as the guys? Because it's just that progression. I don't know. I can't tell you because you just no don't see it near the same. I don't see it at all for the girls. And I'm like, I saw a little bit of it from uh, one of the girls earlier or tonight, but it, I didn't. I just don't. I don't see it. I, I don't know why they're not. Why are they not watching what the guys are doing? And the same thing goes for the guys. See what see what's working for the girls if there's something the girls are doing. But I think right now because the guys, I think have been a little bit more competitive, you know, for a longer duration, you know, in the sport itself, that the girls should be paying attention, you know, the females, I should say, sorry, not girls, the females should be paying attention to what's going on. Like, hey, if the calf kick is working, you know, let's get on it. Let's be drilling this in the in the gym. Let's, let's use it in a fight. Let's see what the results are. That's all coaching. I don't know. I'm a little... Yeah, that that's true. That is coaching. Yeah. Coaching. I don't know why. I just haven't seen enough of it yet. But the, the Tiger girl, she has freaking nasty... Nasty kicks. She was oh. throwing almost some heat. She Beautiful. just does not have any boxing. Beautiful sweeps. Oh, yes. Those were very nice. She had that. She reminded me of uh, Jermaine, Jermaine Deronomy. When Jermaine gets that, like, tie clinch, they just girls couldn't get out of it, man. Yep. I've seen some guys. I've seen some guys that they can't couldn't get out of it. <laughs> Jermaine was training there. I was just to laugh at them. She would just devour their ribs. I loved it. I loved it. But uh, this girl had some, <clears throat> this uh, she had some beautiful foot sweeps off of there. The way she was turning, the way she was turning her opponent, nice stuff. Yeah. Um, all right, well let's get in the main event. Let's go, baby. I told you, man. Careful, Ajiri. You told me we were on the same page. <laughs> I know, man. I just he's one of those guys that's just he's so different, and he's crazy. Yeah. Now he's a super nice guy, but he's freaking crazy and the way he fights is awkward which makes it tough on his opponents even though you think oh to fight someone that's awkward makes it easier for you. no it doesn't because you're not, not used to seeing that no. and all of the what he does and you know i've i've seen him dropped one you know one time and that was you know earlier on in his career against molal molal hit him with a big time right hand and, and put him down and then finished him but he hasn't lost since that fight and, you know, going into this one, and I thought, you know, we talked about it. We both agreed. This is not an easy uh, comeback for Dominic Reyes. He is in for a hell of a tough fight against a guy who is, he's the real deal. And he's yeah. he's he's got the mindset. He's got the confidence. He's got everything going for him right now. And, uh, you know, if he gets that next shot, whoever it be, if it's Glover that takes the title from Jan or Jan holds on to it, Either guy is going to want to face him because he's he's on fire right now, and he is he's one of those guys that mentally you've got to put it in your head. I'm just going to keep hitting you, and eventually you're going to fold. I think Glover's got a better chance of beating him because Yuri on the, the ground. ground is not as yeah. You're, Glover's fucking just nasty. He's levels above everybody else right now in that division on the ground. Yeah. At least the ones that come to my mind right now as we're talking about it. 
Uh, Glover's just at a different level when it comes to the grappling. He has slowed down, so it's harder for but him. But his to chin is not as good as it used to be. And it's not as good as it used to be, but his boxing is still pretty good. He's just slow. He's slower, but Glover, man, I love the guy. I was just ran into him recently at one of our last Bellators. Super nice guy. One of the nicest human beings ever. Man. Absolutely, absolutely. I'd love to see him win the championship, you know. I mean, it would be nice to see him finish his career that way, you know, with a title. But uh, but Yuri, I thought fought a, he fought a crazy wild fight like he always does, and people just don't, have, don't know how to adjust to it. I was surprised that Dominic Reyes was in such good shape to continue oh. to fight at that pace. And the amount of strikes he took and when he was bleeding, I thought Dom was going to just totally wilt under pressure. It wasn't that at all. Did not. He just got caught with the elbow. Oh. It was a good fight up until that. It was a fucking back and forth. Yuri got hit with some nasty hard shots yep. that maybe we just looked past. A lot of a lot of people looked past, but no, no, no. Yuri got rocked. I want to say it was the end of the end of the first or the beginning, like somewhere in the no, in the, in the first round. It was in the first round, right? He got in rocked. The first round, he oh. got rocked. You saw him take a step back. Oh yeah, he got hit with a solid shot. He got hit, yeah. got hit with a couple of solid. That left hand touched him multiple times. Yeah, you know what's you know what's funny about him is that he's one of those guys that one day he'll just keep winning and winning and winning, but then one day he's just gonna get starched and he's gonna end up like how Dominic Reyes did today, face down, ass up. <laughs> That's how it's gonna end up. It's because it's like he leaves himself out of position all the time all the time punches come from different angles his hands are always down and he dips his head left and right but then again here i've been saying that shit about dominic uh cruz forever yep for and, and, and like i haven't seen dom get starched like that i don't know if anyone ever has i can't think of it no no nope. so when we're having I'm like yuri may just be like another just another bigger version of dom with the dark lighter hair a really stupid man bun. That like was not a man bun. Whatever. He couldn't get out of that guillotine because his freaking hair <laughs> was stuck in it. <laughs> it was what a, what a, so stupid, guys. Leave your trends at home when you're fighting. I was I was getting irritated just watching it because he, he could have popped his head out a lot sooner than that. He couldn't get his head out because his damn man bun was stuck. <laughs> was, I, was, I was getting mad. I'm like, your stupid hair is keeping you in there. Oh, it's frustrating. It was so fresh. Have you noticed he shaved his head all the way back to where it was? Oh, yeah. In the middle? Oh, yeah. yeah. That stuff drives me crazy, John. I can't think. Of, there, there's the, the the video game character that's got that same thing, man. Yeah. Uh, Saget. Cool. <laughs> his name is Saget from, uh, from Street Fighter 2. Yeah. He's got that. Um, I mean, overall, though, I was really, uh, you know, up until the moment where he got knocked out, Reyes was impressing me as well. He was taking oh. big shots. He was all bloodied up, and he was still fucking fighting. He was throwing never stop. He was throwing some heat. Yep. I was like, wow. But I mean, what does that say though? Like, what does that say that like you know John Jones couldn't put Reyes away, you know? And you got guys like Yuri that that did it. I mean, uh, what's it called? Uh, Lahovich did it, and now Yuri did it too. So now you've got two guys that have put him away. I mean, I feel bad for Reyes because he was here riding, you know, riding high off the fact that, like, oh, I should have beat John Jones. I should have got the decision. And now you've had two losses in a row and, like, bad losses. In terms of, like, their bad losses, and what I mean by bad losses, they're bad losses because he got knocked out. Yes. You you were performing. And both of them, he got his nose broken. Yeah, you could tell. Yeah. Just nasty. But he did. He was fighting his ass off. You You can't ask for anything more from a guy. You could tell that he was prepared. He was in shape. He was there to fight. He wasn't going to stop. That spinning elbow hit him 
perfect. Yeah. How does Yuri do against Jan? I think Yuri does very well against Jan. And, you know, that's where I've I've thought in the past. Jan is really good with guys that are, you know, very technically talented fighters. You know, guys like Israel, guys like Luke Rockhold. He does really well. Corey Anderson, guys that have that technical side where they do things the way you're kind of used to seeing. He does real well. You can go and start to look at it in some of the fights where guys are a little bit different. That's where things start to be slowed down for him. And with you know, Yuri's he's odd, man. And you you've got to get used to the odd. And it's not that you know, Jan has got power. He can definitely put Yuri out. Um, ground game wise, they're both very similar. But Yuri's got that. He's just got that crazy. I'm just gonna be in here in your face pressuring you and that's the real difference how does yawn handle yawn likes to pressure people it's not gonna he i don't think he's gonna be the guy leading that dance i think yuri's gonna be the guy that leads it every time i've watched yuri fight he lead, he tries to lead the dance yep and uh so it'll be might be both guys just meeting in the middle and staying in the middle i don't think so i think eventually the pressure that Yuri brings, Jan's going to start being the guy that kind of backs off a little bit just to try to get his range and his space. So how how well does he do with that going backwards? Because he's the forward-facing fighter. He likes to come forward. He fights better coming forward most of the time. But the question is, can he handle the Polish power? <laughs> handle the Polish power. There is Polish power and there's Czechoslovakian charisma. Oh, you're gonna see Yuri's it. got it. He leaves himself out of position he so much. All, dude, he overextends on almost all of his shots. Yeah, Take a look at how out of position he is. But he does at times create great angles. He'll take a funky step and set himself up that a, the guy is and starts to freeze. And he's unloading yeah. a shot. He throws that damn uppercut from about 12 feet away at times. I saw that. It drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But it works for him. Hey, tip my hat to him, man. He had a great performance tonight. Uh, I thought both of them had great performances tonight. They did. It was a, it was a great fight. That fight stole the show. I thought the Stamen fight was good, and then you were saying one of the other fights was really good as well. Kai Kamaka's fight. TJ and, and Kamaka, man, great fight. Right, man. I'm so mad that I missed it. It pissed me off. Um, <laughs> all right, Dave, what else you got for us, man? Let's talk about some uh, – let's, let's get into the news. Oh, wait, but first, let's – Wait think. before – mybookie.ag use the promo code weighing in and john what are they going to give us if you use the promo code weighing in you will get extra money in your account and that deposit could be up to a thousand dollars extra that you get just for being the guy that wants to win all kinds of money from my bookie if you do that my hat's off to you because i can't <laughs> i lose Dave, let's jump into some news. What you got? Um, so the first piece of news being the stuff around Diego Sanchez <clears throat> basically getting cut from the UFC. So in summary, um, you know, he released a video about the interaction he had with the with the UFC staff about the commentary uh, on him. And then he um and then he basically like released a phone call about uh, his his medical requests mm-hmm. um he he had you know his manager requested medicals the ufc basically took that as like is there something wrong 
um, and then they, you know, the UFC lost confidence that he was safe to fight because it was a retirement fight. Um, cut him from the U, like you know, cancelled the fight with Donald Cerrone next week, and then cut him from the UFC. Um, and then Diego comes out, um, and pretty much says that like you know this this is their way of um getting rid of him so they don't have to take any of the blame for anything that he uh, you know has to deal with years from now. All right, well. What do you think about that? There's just it's, it's so much shit, John. Like it's it's sad. It really is sad, but the reality is it's true. So let's just talk about let's just talk about his dumbass coach and friend, uh, whatever his name is, Joshua something. Okay, that guy, he's a fucking moron. So what what the rest of whatever else is done, I feel for Diego. I, I want everything to be good for for Diego. Okay, and Diego makes some, some very good points. The UFC because it is like we have talked about before when we have the UFC is not going to reply to him. We've talked about it with the, what's his name? Um, uh, Spencer Fisher, same thing. Like they just stop picking up your calls. They're not going to pick up your call. They have, they're not going to, their doctors are not going to answer your calls anymore. You're not, a, you're not a current fighter. They, there's no relationship anymore. And so that is the one thing that if we are ever going to do a union for it is for this. Because now it has become a duration where we're, what, 25 years in, a little over 25 years now, and the UFC has been around. We're going to start seeing from the beginning portions, which we've already seen, but we just haven't come to the grips with it that there's a lot more fighters now. Before, there was only 300 fighters on the rosters of these promotions. Now there's 400. Now there's 500. Now we're at 600-something fighters on the roster of the UFC. Now you're going to start seeing these fighters, especially the top ones that have been around for a long time. They're going to start having wanted to come back and get some sort of medical help for everything that's going on with them. And it's not going to happen. So when we talk about like the Ollie Act, I give two shits about the Ollie Act. I care more about let's get some sort of insurance fund for the fighters after. That's what I care about. Some sort of retirement fund, some sort of insurance fund to make sure that they are taken care of after. That's all I care about. The fighters knew what they were getting themselves into to begin with. And Diego, he, like he said, he's like, you realize when I, when my last fight ended, when this fight was going to end and he knew that was going to be done, that they wouldn't pick up his phone calls anymore. And he's a hundred percent correct. Don't expect Dana. Don't expect Sean Shelby. Don't expect anybody else that works for them to pick up his phone calls anymore. That's it. It's done. His career has run its path and they know that and they were ready. And the same thing goes for Cowboy Cerrone. The same thing goes for every other fighter that's ever fought for them. And I know it seems like this big long rant that I'm going on, but the reality is, is that I know fans don't they don't care or they seem like they care, but they don't really care because they don't know the actual things that go on behind like later on. They just think, oh, that guy's retired. He's done. Now he's just bitter and wants to come back and get his money. No, no. He just a lot of these fighters are going to need help. And Diego, I mean, as much as I love Diego, I love watching him fight. You know, I didn't like him when he came out of the Ultimate Fighter, but I loved him as, as his career went on. I started to, I, I started to love him as a personality as well as a fighter. Um, he he he's he's right though, John. He's absolutely right. These guys are not going to pick up his phone call. They're not going to talk to him. He's not going to need any help from them. It's done. It's over. They've cut him. They released him. They've moved on. This Joshua Fabia guy, all he did was just speed it up. That's the reality. Like he, he's a he's a moron. I mean, I, I just wish that I wish I wish that he wasn't associated with Diego, but he is, and there's nothing you can do about it. 
he's a moron, you know. And you, like you said, when we were watching. I was watching the video of him give his little, his little speech to uh, Paul Felder and to Megan O'Leary and them. And them. Like, dude, it was all about you. That's, That's it. it. Like John, like it was all about him. Yep. It had nothing to do with Diego. It was all about oh, I just me as a person, and you to hear you say those things. Shut up, man! Like, make it about your fighter. Make it about him. And it was never about Diego. It was about him. He wanted the spotlight, exactly. and that's and I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen with coaches at AK. We've lost a lot of coaches out of AK because all of a sudden they couldn't go in the cage, or all of a sudden they couldn't. You know, like they, they weren't, they, you know, they didn't get invited to the fight to corner because they'd held mitts a couple of times. They want that respect and they want, they feel like they deserve to be like in the limelight because they're working with a star. It doesn't work that way, man. The star is the star and you are just the person that's, that's doing the work to help them get there. I get it. Maybe you deserve a little bit more clout, but you'll get it with time with more than one star. That's the thing. And this guy, this is, this is it. No, I can't imagine another fighter ever working with him ever well i don't think i don't think that's going to happen either but it's a matter of you know when you're when you're looking at this entire thing for all the people out there and you and whether you uh, liked joshua fabia or you don't like him whether you're listening to the comments made by the ufc commentators at times about him um, what you really need to look at is this he's saying that he has changed diego's career and he's right, he has. Because Diego was a certain type of fighter. And Diego was that junkyard dog, I'll take one to give one. I mean, it, go, just go back and <clears throat> take, a look at, <laughs> take a look at Diego's face after the Martin Campman fight. It was in Kentucky. Dave, if you could pull that fight, fight up, take a look at his, they'll, they'll have a picture of his face. This is a guy that wins the fight, all right? He's got a cut over each eye. He's got a cut under each eye. He's got a, a, a mouse you know, underneath his eye. He's got a cut nose. He's got cut lips. And that was the Diego that people loved because he was a guy that would go out and just fight to the end. Now, was it, was it smart fighting at times? No. When you're not gifted with an incredible, you know, physicality by God and you don't have God-given speed, because Diego was never that fast. He was a tough human being, a guy who would put up with a lot of discomfort, a lot of pain to try to deliver something so he could get a win. You know, that's what Diego was. Greg Jackson being the guy that was his coach in the beginning, and then if you remember, Diego went off to he went off to um, Iberio, mm -hmm. he went, you know, uh, and so you look at, you know, that little time because John Day and Solo, they worked with him. It was more solid than anyone, but he went off and then he came back to Greg. And, you know, you can only do so much as a coach as far as <clears throat> giving guys technique, working on those techniques, but you can't make somebody something that they're not. You can't make a guy this slick boxer or slick striker when that's just not their body style. That's not the way they move. That's not the way that they can actually perform. You got to go with what they are. And Diego is, he's that freaking meat grinding, just battle axe that comes forward and goes after you. And that's why people loved him. Take a look at the fights he had. 
Take a look at like the Gil Melendez fight. You know, that was Gil's only win, I think, in the UFC when he was in there. What a fight it was. You know, that was in Texas and it was just a barn burner. Baby is talking about, I've changed the way he's fight. Yeah, he hasn't won shit <laughs> since you coached him. The only fight that he's won was one that he got hit with an illegal knee by Michael Pajaya and they DQ'd Pajaya. Yeah. That's the only fight he's won with you. So, you know, you're going to sit here and, and give us this big, long thing about, you know, what you've done. Yes, you did change the way he's fighting. He's just not as good a fighter, and he's an older fighter, and I'm not saying that, you know, a lot of people could have changed much of what he did, but, you know, Diego is what he is, and I love Diego. He's a he's a good person. He's always been that guy that was, he was, you know, off on all these different things, but you get these people that all of a sudden, for whatever reason, the fighter starts to believe in them, and now they're around, and they're doing things, and it's about them. And that's where you know this this guy's bad. Because it's never about you as the coach. It's not about Greg Jackson. It's not about Javier Mendez. It's not about, you know, any of them. What what happens when you're the trainer and you're a you know, a well known trainer, if you're that guy that's, you know, out there and you are, we'll say Greg Jackson or Mike Winklejohn or you're Eric Nipsick or any of the guys that are now being named. You're being named because the commentators, the Joe Rogans of the world, the Paul Felders, you know, that you know work with Duke Rufus or something like that, they start to talk about you and what you can do and how you interact with fighters and how your your teaching has helped them and things like that. And so people start to hear those names. So if you are doing something with fighters that gets them wins, eventually someone's going to talk about you and say, hey, this guy's doing something. That's why no one talks about you, dude. Or, or if they do talk about you, they say, man, I have no freaking clue what that guy is thinking right now. Yeah. Because you're not the guy and it's not about you. Well, that's why people talk about Krause. That's why people talk about Mike Brown. Yeah. Like, like, like we give those, those, those coaches tons of props. Absolutely. And they deserve it. Yeah. Like I even started talking about King Mo cause King Mo is, he does such a great job. With a lot of guys that he works with at ATT. So there's a lot of fighters that deserve or fighters or coaches that deserve a lot of uh, publicity. People like him, absolutely not. That those words will never. His name will never come come out of my mouth because I don't think he's ever gonna work with another fighter ever again. So, not a smart fighter. Well, what else you got for us there, Dave? Um, next piece was um John Jones and Francis kind of exchanging on Twitter. So just um potential indication that you know John might John might be ready to take this fight, but um Francis came out and called him a decision fighter. Um, you know, um, John says, you, you know, you pray you knock me out because if you don't, I'm going to break you, and that's a promise. Um, and then, you know, John goes on, uh, questioning the fact that he called him a decision fighter. Um, Colin Francis a one trick pony. Um, uh, yeah. So. Look, it, we all know that we all know where they're both coming from. Okay, John is. John is the better fighter, okay? Francis has got the bigger power. Um, John, he may he can go the distance. Francis has proven that going the distance is not really in his forte. Yeah, yeah he, hold it. He went he went the distance with Stipe for five rounds. He got yeah, beat. It, yeah, but it wasn't a very good fight after two. No, and it John, wasn't. That's what John was pointing out. John was like, at least after two, I don't get tired. That's kind of like 
that was kind of the thing. And the same thing with the Derek, the Derek Lewis fight. Like, it just, they, they, neither one of them threw, and it was really boring, but I'm saying, like, it wasn't a good fight. And so, like John was saying throughout these these uh, tweets, is that he's like, I can go the distance. I can knock you out. I can submit you. I can take you down. John's going through. He's like, I, he te- technically, John's the better fighter. Francis got the, like, he is, he, I really believe. Francis kind of is a one-trick pony. He, yeah, I'm not going to see, you're not going to see him sub, submit John. You know, I mean, you can see him knock him out. Maybe, maybe if he dropped him and jumped on a guillotine, which I don't think he would do. You know, um, that's I don't the know only... the one fight I did event of Francis Ngannou. He submitted the man. Oh, <laughs> just the fact. Oh, I get it, John. I get it. Uh, uh, but let's just be honest. I mean, Francis got a chance. I see in the first two rounds. After that, John, I think John kind of starts to run away with the. Fight. Okay, I want you to think about this though. Go ahead. I want you to think about this. Josh, you have got to fight Francis Ngannou or John Jones. Only one of them. You only got to fight one of them. Who's the guy that you pick? Francis. You would pick Francis. Yep. Why? Because you want to go to sleep early or have your head? No, no. I pick, pick him twice. I pick him fucking every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Why? I already knew. I already know that fucking if if I have all the skills that I had, even in my own career, if you put me in a big heavyweight body, I'd fuck. I'd fuck Francis up. I'm not saying you're in a heavyweight body. That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, you're, I'm, you're, if I had, hell no. I'm like no, no. You got to fight one of them. I even at my small weight, I still fight Francis. No, you're crazy, dude. No, no, John. John can still knock me out. Have you not seen how big I am? John can still knock me I'm out. Not saying. Either way, you get decapitated. What's the difference, John? Though, if John, if I jump on him, he's gonna defend the takedown. He's gonna fucking get to my back and he could choke me too. He could That's smash. That's okay. Me it doesn't hurt. That's ridiculous. God. Francis, if it, let's just say we were fighting in a parking lot and Francis John, tripped over something, I could get to Francis' neck and choke him. John Jones, you, I couldn't do it. John, would dude, you couldn't even problem. get your arm around Francis's neck. Let's just whatever. Fixed, okay? well, I my fingers in his ear. <laughs> you know what I was getting at? I'm John. telling you, man. Fish hook him, dude. Fish yeah. hook him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I had to pick, look, anytime there's any, like that was that's the thing. Anybody that had any type of fight IQ, you want to fight the guy that only has one or two weapons versus the of guy course. that has all those weapons. Of course, but if you're gonna if you're gonna look at it and say John Jones is right up there, greatest of all time. So most skilled, most technically, you know, sound, super high fight IQ, but he's not scary. Francis is scary. No, it's just the truth. Yeah, Francis got that scary power, and that's the difference maker for him compared to John. John is skilled throughout, incredible skills, but Francis has got that that equalizer. He's scary, fucking powerful. Yeah, I, I I'm not disagreeing with that at all. But if I had to pick someone to fight, I would pick Francis because I knew that it was a one trick pony. Don't get me wrong. He's gotten better at stuff and takedowns. He proved that against Stipe. He's gotten better at circling to the back and, you know, doing more damage. Mm-hmm. But if if you can survive all that, then you know you've got a really good chance. Like if. Jim Carrey would say, so you're saying, I got a chance. So you're saying yeah. there's a chance. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's where I'm at. With John Jones, he doesn't really – I have very rarely have seen him get tired. Sure, he's gotten tired, but he guts through it yeah. and he can get there. Francis has proven that he doesn't really get through. He just kind of wilts under the pressure and just kind of just succumbs to just losing, you know, um, after rounds three, 
You know what I mean? But that was also against Stipe, which is a hard judge because, like, Stipe's fucking really good. Yep. You know, and Francis is really good as well. But um, if I'm going to have to pick someone, I would pick Francis because I just think, like, there's always a way to beat him. At least you know there's a way to beat him. With John, where's the way to beat him, really? You got to figure it out in, the, in that cage. You got to figure it out. John's fucking nasty on the feet. He's got great submissions. He's tall, long, and lanky. I know everyone in the comment section loves it when I say that. But he's not real powerful. He's not real powerful, but he hits you from everywhere. Spinning but he's not out, real powerful. But back elbows up, spinning back yep. elbows, push kicks, thigh kicks. I mean, he'll, he'll take it to you. Guillotine against the fence. But John in that fight, I agree with you, and I, and I was just making a point, you know, trying to be yep. funny with it. But John, if there's one element that's going to be a, uh, the one thing that's going to kind of set him off to the side in the heavyweight division, Hopefully he picked up, and, and it could be that he actually picks up power by gaining yeah. that weight. You know, sim, you know, there's guys that do. You know, DC had a difference in power from light heavyweight to heavyweight. And John might be that same kind of guy where he all of a sudden develops some power. But yeah, he better because if you can't hurt that heavyweight, they start to walk through a lot of your stuff. It becomes a lot different as far as the fight. That's true. What else, Dave? Um, next piece of news is um, Rumble's opponent for Bellator, Yo Romero. Oh, obviously. I'm going to cry. <laughs> we lost three really good fights on that. I mean, one side of them is still there. Uh, Lorenz Larkin now is fighting uh, the former champion, uh, Cavallo. And so that should be a good fight. Um, you know, but Larkin going up to 85, fighting the former champion at 185. So that should be a good fight. And then with Rumble losing his opponent, obviously Yoel having some medical problems. It was never released on what it was, but I heard he could reapply for his license in the state of Connecticut within like another two months is what they said. So I don't know what it means or what it was or whatever, but. Well, you got to figure there's HIPAA laws. Yeah. Couldn't... Things that people can't put out there. I, I have heard something, but I can't put it out there. It's not right. and I'm not going to do weren't it. You are supposed to know anyways under HIPAA law. I know so. that. <laughs> uh, if I'm not saying it, then no one can say anything about it. So, and it, you know, we'll see if that, uh, in the end, things are better for him and he can reapply and uh, come back at another time. But I felt, I feel bad for him. I really do. Cause you know, he was, he was, uh, prepared for this fight. From what I was told, he, he'd been training really well and things were going good for him, but that sucks. I mean, I mean, that does, but who, who is, uh, who is, uh, AJ fighting now? He is fighting in so many names. It's Gugu, man. It's the easiest one. But it's Jose, Jose Augusto Azevedo Barros is the name. He fought earlier against uh, Jonathan Wilson in Bellator. He fought, I think, the, the same night that uh, Patricio Pitbull uh, fought Sanchez for the second time. So that was the championship fight in the featherweight tournament. Um he ended the fight with the uh, arm triangle, but his stand-up is actually really good. He, he, I look at, I watched, I've watched just about all of his fights, and when he started fighting, he didn't know how to fight. He's a tough guy, but he didn't know how to fight. His the techniques he was using and things he was doing, you go, no, 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 that's bad. He then went and moved, not, not his family, only himself, because he couldn't afford it, to Natal to train with the Pitbull brothers. He hasn't lost since. They have trained him very well. He is a completely different fighter. He looks really good now. His stand-up is sharp. He uh, he's he's tough as hell, and he's gonna need to be to fight AJ. 
because AJ yeah. right now looks good. Yeah, he's been I, training. Yep. I talked to AJ the other day, and he's like, "I said, how do you feel?" He's like, "I feel like a fucking beast." I'm like, "Like, but are you just telling me that?" He's like, "No." He's yeah, like, no. "Gosh." He's like, "Seriously." He's like, "I feel like a savage." He's like, "My sparring's been really damn good." He's like, "I'm in really good shape." He's like, "These guys." He's like, "These guys in the gym." He's like, "They they've all been telling me like you don't seem like you've you've missed a beat from when you left." They're like that. They they don't even know that they, they just maybe it was like just the time off made them feel better to be rejuvenated. I mean, there's a lot of money on the line. I know that, and he's getting paid fucking pretty damn well. So on top of that, with the million dollars of winning the whole thing, I mean, maybe it's gonna it's I don't know. He for me, I feel like now that Yoel see to me, Yoel was the dark horse because I want to see what he was gonna do going up to one eight to two oh five. He'd have to make weight. So how would he perform without having to cut weight? That's 20 pound difference is huge. It's huge. You know, and so in, in AJ's, you know, kryptonite has always been the wrestlers. But Yoel doesn't use his wrestling, but he could use utilize his wrestling <laughs> with AJ. So it was like one of those things that was like so exciting to figure out like what was gonna happen, how are they gonna fight? You know, um, but AJ, I'm I'm sorry, man. He's just got the power and he's got that fast twitch muscle too. He's quicker yeah. than people think. And, he, and he's on point. And his switch kick to the head that sets yeah, up the right gotta, hand or it's just, watch for the right hand with the left kick high. Yep. He does it well. Nice. Well, we're gonna see what happens though. That's all did that did that get bumped though to May twenty first or is it still No 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 that's no it's still May seventh. Okay, there was talk that they were gonna maybe bump it to May twenty first. Well if you recall uh in fact in the last show two weeks ago julius anglicus fought um against uh christ i can't remember from uh it was a uh, rosenstruck's uh, cousin mm -hmm. but uh, gregory um milliard okay fought him and then after the win scott coker said he is uh gonna be the alternate in the lightweight light heavyweight uh, world grand prix so they offered him the fight but you got to figure he fought two weeks ago, and I, I think he turned the fight down. So that's why in the end they, they brought in somebody else. Sorry, buddy. Those type yeah. of opportunities to fight in the tournament, win a million dollars, and then up. Man, I'm telling bit, you. You got to take them. Yep. Your career's not long enough. You're you're 29 years old. I know you're still kind of young, but you got to take those opportunities. That's an opportunity you're going to kick yourself in the ass for. I'm going to give somebody an opportunity. I'll, I'll talk to you guys about someone that had an opportunity. Paul Bonatello had the chance instead of Fabricio Ferdum to fight uh to fight uh uh Fedor Emilianenko didn't take it never never heard from him again yep ended up losing his next fight gone done left strike force they cut him basically I think they let him go all this other shit happened like I never heard I never I I know he's a friend of mine I see him all the time he lives in San Jose still you know um he lives right down the road from me but I never heard from him in terms of fighting ever again. Yeah. You know, it's like those type of moments, those type of opportunities, you've got to, you've got to capitalize on them. You put yourself on the biggest stage in those type of moments and let people know that you're there. There's going to be more people watching the semifinals and the finals of this thing than, than watching your next fight, dude. No one's going to like, no one's going to really care. Like you need to watch your, they would have rather have watched you fight against AJ. Yep, you can't I agree. Million but dollars line, dude. The, the, only, the only thing we don't know, we don't know if he got hurt in that fight. If That's there was true. something, you know, might have broke his hand or something like that. You go, eh, all right. Yes, yeah, taking the fight. Yep. 
<laughs> I still want right. to. Just, you know, you have to. There's Bro, some. Fight, at, there's sometimes you just got you got to go. I hadn't been training at all. I was at a Warriors game. Got a call to fight uh, Kawajiri in Japan in in 12 days. Like I was like, sign me up. The money's good. I'm on my way. I ran home, ran five miles, called Scott Coker, said I'm in. Who did Put you call? Scott. I called Scott Coker. <laughs> that was not. That's not the name you came up with. Oh, I called Scott Coker. I said, yeah. I said, I called him up and said, hey, yep, I'm in. Because he called me while I was at the Warriors game. I was sit, drinking beer and having uh, chicken strips and fries. Oh, there you go. That's health food. That's good stuff. <laughs> um. All right, so next piece of news, and we'll get into it, is um, UFC owner uh, Ari Emanuel. Um, he confused... <laughs> Zhang Weili or Weili Zhang um, for Chinese champion Li Na um, yeah. and I know that he got some blowback for that well it doesn't help when you are the guy that uh, owns the largest promotion in MMA and you're uh, you, I guess you can say ex-champion but just recently dethroned champion as of a week ago two weeks ago and you don't know their name and you you basically tell in an interview somebody else's name the name of a tennis player that doesn't look real good that's that's not someone that's uh up on the sport of mma now look let's be honest about this i i i hold nothing against ari emmanuel as far as what he knows about fighting or the ufc he's not in it for fighting no he's in it to make money so it's understandable, but it just doesn't look good. John, we've been around the we've been around some rooms before, a lot of rooms, and oh. some of the biggest wigs we've ever met. They have no idea what they're marketing and what they're doing, and that's not what they're there for. They're there to they're there to to make sure that the promotion goes on and continues to make money, so these fighters have an opportunity to fight and make money themselves. So it's it's they're doing what they're doing their part of the job, and the fighters are doing their part of the job. It is a little. I think if you're, I think a little. It is a little embarrassing. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah. It's like, not. I don't get. Mad it's at not it. the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. That. That's why you know. Let's be honest. This is the man that owns it. That's why Dana White is the face of it. Yeah. Because Dana can know the names and Dana can do all that stuff. That way, Ari doesn't have to. So. Exactly. All right. What else? Um, last thing that really came out from the news was uh, just you know I called up my boy Khabib and had him validate for uh, with Luke Rockhold that um, <laughs> strike force cool. the strike force is the B League. All right, so let let me let me be very clear. Khabib he's made most of his money in the almost all of his money in the UFC. Khabib is a company guy and he will continue to be a company guy. He is not a company guy in terms of like when things happen like they did against Dylan Dennis and Connor. He's not a company guy in that way. What I am saying, he's always going to he's always going to say that the UFC is the best promotion because that's where he holds the title. That's smart. I'm not knocking him for that. But I want to remind Khabib and I'm sure Khabib will listen to this cuz he has already told me a couple of times that he listens to our show. Um, let's just be honest. Cain Velasquez came from Strike Force. Okay, Tyra Woodley came from Strike Force. Luke Rockwell came from Strike Force. Um, DC came from Strike Force. Le- Robbie Lawler came from Strike Force. Sure, he was in the UFC. Tim Kennedy. They, you know, Kim, Tim Kennedy. Jacques Jacare. Robbie Lawler left and came back. Okay, because they thought that he wasn't. Nick Diaz left and came back. Nate Diaz came from Strike Force. All these guys originally were. There was more. There's a lot more. 
Okay, but I'm just getting tired of repeating them. Ronda Rousey, let me repeat to you. Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate, all champions in the in the in the UFC. They were all fighters before they went there, and they over they went there and took over. Okay, so we can get into this all day long, but like you got to think, that's how long they bought Strike Force in 2012. Like that's how long the Strike Force has owned the UFC. Their fighters have. DC just retired. You know, Kane was their champion. Like all these fighters have come from there. Look, I get it, Khabib. I get it. You're, you're you know, your boys, <laughs> you guys. I get it. I get it. He. This is what. This is what. This is what Khabib. But this is what makes the the wrestling room and the fight room so fun. Khabib wants to talk smack, and I love it. I love it about him because this is what they do, and, and Islam does the same thing. You know, we all do it. DC does the same. as DC is the worst? Okay, but the, this is what they do, and it's fun. You know, but the reality of it is that all those all those fighters that came from strike force became champions over there and then they were champions for a while so i mean it, it's good though it's good that he's doing that because that's what he's supposed to do because he wanna know why because a lot of his guys are fighting in the ufc right right john tell me there I'm you wrong. go tell yeah you absolutely I'm well you get if you if you take a look at it 170 pound class 185 pound class uh 205 pound class heavyweight yeah four four of their weight class weight classes strike force well no you get count the women too well this is true so you well at the time they only have uh bantam weight so yeah well you had ronda and you had Ama amanda nunez strike force yeah yeah man amanda nunez and strike force there's weight there's so many more i can make a list for you guys i mean there's there's tons of them that were even though they maybe they weren't champions in the ufc but they were still right there at the top for a while you know, and so I can go into I can go into it for a long time, but it's fun. It's fun. This is the shit that this is the shit that we would do around the around the gym, man. It's fun, like the little banter and things in that. And and it could be here's the thing though, Khabib can do it because he's twenty nine and out. He can talk and he can do all these things. He, this is what he can do. He can do this because it's banter, and he he is the he is twenty nine and zero, and he was the champion in the UFC. So that's why he got he got a little he got a little area there to talk. He's got some cloud. He can talk, you know. <laughs> but it still hurts. Yeah, it doesn't. Hurt. <laughs> it doesn't hurt you. Uh, I love it. It's all good, man. It's the way it's supposed to be. You gotta, you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to dish it out and take it. That's the whole thing. Don't be one side. Right force. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. Khabib was like, I don't even know how he was nineteen and or whatever. He was like twenty four when I was cornering him. I was like thirty two. It's like he's, he was he was still I think like the the bear video of him I was in the UFC when he was wrestling with bears, okay. <laughs> that's how old that's how old I am, you know. So when we're having this conversation, I'm laughing. I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, dude, you were wrestling with bears at like five and seven years old, right? Or however did, did old you, you were. Did you and ever I, hear him talk UFC. about that though? No. Oh man, you got to listen to him talk about it because you know his dad, you know, pulls him and says, you know, go wrestle the bear. Right, so he starts wrestling the bear, and then the bear's biting him. He goes, "The bear's biting me." He goes, "Bite him back." <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, what else? No more news. Um, to go through on this on this week's show, but um, we're doing thank you and a for Monday. So make sure that you keep an eye on YouTube for the thank you and a um uh post that drops on Monday mornings, so that you can get your questions in there. Sounds good. All right, John. Sounds good. Everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Wing In Podcast, the greatest 
podcast in the world when it comes to MMA. Maybe not in politics, maybe not for car racing. But for MMA, you are in the right place. So we will talk later. Joshua, see ya. See ya.